Is Genesis the only place where we read about creation? Shouldn't Christians just stick to New Testament? What would we know about creation if we only had the New Testament? Today on Creation Magazine Live. This is the audio podcast version of our TV show. Both of them are produced by Creation Ministries International. Welcome to Creation Magazine Live. I'm Richard Fangrad. And I'm Calvin Smith. Now today on Creation Magazine Live, we're going to, we're going to look at a whole bunch of Bible verses. It's going to be a Bible study, right. uh, essentially. Just asking the question, what would we know about creation if we only had the New Testament? Right. Because we all talk to a lot of people, and when we, we well, obviously we put an emphasis on Genesis and, and the, the origins, you know, story, uh, the history that's there in the Bible, and people say, yeah, but that's not really that important, and we want to focus on on Jesus and his teaching and, and things like that. Yeah, sure. So, and, and we do. We absolutely we absolutely. do. Absolutely. But uh, but let's do that. Let's focus on the New Testament and see what we can glean from it uh, about the, the origin of the universe and how God created and when and and, and all that type of thing. Right. If we start with this verse here, Genesis, uh, uh, Genesis. Uh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Hebrews, Hebrews 11, verse 3. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Right. There's, there's our first kind of interesting verse. Okay, right. so what, what would that tell us? Well, okay, God made everything out of nothing. Right. So there wasn't anything there. There was no prehistory in a sense. When, whenever God created... He created. He didn't take things that were already there and, and put them together. Right. Boom. That's that's the origin of everything. That's when everything started. The whole universe was created by the word of God out of nothing. Right. Yep. And there's another verse there that backs that up as well. Right. Yes. John one one to three. This is very familiar verses for most of us. Yeah. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Right. So there we have, again, so who, who's the creator? Well, that tells us that Jesus was the creator. Right. And, uh, and again, you get that in Genesis as well. But there's, there's a, a very revealing verse in, uh, here, here in John. Exactly. And if we continue on and <clears throat> look in uh, Colossians 1, 15 and 16, it says this. He, referring to, to Jesus, to Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. So once again, emphasizing that Jesus is the creator. So already, just in these couple of verses, what do we have? Well, Jesus is God, and he created, and he created everything out of nothing. Out of nothing. Ex nihilo, yeah. which is uh, what we, we hear the term yeah. being used there. And we get that, again, completely from Genesis as well. Exactly. Other verses. Uh, here in, in uh, Revelation 4.11. Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Right. So there's no uh, evolution going on here. It's, it's creation ex right. nihilo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, continue again with uh, Hebrews 4. Uh, 4, 9, and 10. For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did for his. Now this is very interesting because now we actually get into uh, the time period that God created in. 
Right. God rested from yep. all of his works on the seventh day. So by the seventh day, everything was finished, the, the creation was done. And so that means, obviously, God created in six days and rested on the seventh. That's not from Genesis. That's actually yep. from Hebrews. Right from Hebrews. Matthew two twenty and 21. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said to them, whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, therefore, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Right. This is Jesus talking about, you know, uh, whose inscription is this? Well, obviously it was Caesar's. So he said, give to God what is God's. And of course, we are created in God's image. This is what, what Jesus' point is. So look at what we know already from just the New Testament. Here's uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 45 to 47. Thus it is written... The first man became a living being, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust, the second man is from heaven. Right. So here we find out that there was a first man. A first man. And he came from the dust. Not a first ape. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And another verse here in Acts 17, verse 26. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. So we're all descended from the one man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's continue on here. Uh, we're learning a lot. Yeah. First <laughs> Corinthians 11.8 uh, 8 says, For man was not made from woman, but woman from man. And in 1 Timothy 2.13 says, For Adam was formed first, then Eve. So, we're not talking about Genesis. We're, I mean, we're not getting this from Genesis. Right. We're understanding from the New Testament that the Bible clearly teaches there was one man created, that woman was created from man. From man. Man was created from the dust, and that all nations of men are descended. Go back to one man and obviously woman. Right. Yeah. So when, when sometimes when we encounter Christians that are saying, oh, well, you know, we don't have to take Genesis as plainly written, obviously we're you, starting to see something here. Do you, do you take the New Testament as plainly written? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. another question we could be asking. Let's move on. Here's another verse, 1 Corinthians 11.3. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Wow. So... Direct reference to, to the Garden of Eden. It sure is. Yeah. yeah. And there we have details about the fall into sin and so on. The serpent deceived Eve. Right. And on and on it goes. Well, let's look at this verse. This is actually very important. Mark 10, 6 to 7. This is when Jesus was, you know, debating with the Pharisees. And, and he says to them, but from the beginning of the creation, of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. This tells us something really important. It, it does. I mean, it's, it's obviously in the context of marriage, but right. there's the, ver the, the words at the beginning there, but from the beginning of creation, right. he made them male and female. If we, if we put a time scale of evolution and, uh, and the biblical history side by side, right. in the evolutionary time scale, where do people appear? You, you probably all know. We appear... Nowhere near the beginning of, <laughs> uh, of that evolutionary history. We appear somewhere near the end. Yeah, if, if the universe is 13 point something, you know, 6 billion years old, if, if you were to draw that timeline out, we'd appear right at the very end. We haven't been around at all. And yet, Jesus says that from the beginning of the creation, we were, we were created male, male and female. Which right. makes sense if, if, if there was a six-day creation, God rested on the seventh. And, and, of course, we don't have the exact information from the New Testament that God created man on day six. But it still makes sense 
that, that if he created during those six days, about 6,000 years ago, it was from the beginning of creation. Yes, and the time scale has to be recent. Right. There's no space in that statement there that Jesus to the Pharisees in the New Testament, there's no space for adding in millions of years or billions of years in the evolutionary scenario. Exactly. It, it has to be a recent time frame. People were created right from the beginning. That's right. right. Now, I, I just want to do a, a quick summary here um, because already we've got a great amount of detail a about creation. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so from the verses we've looked at so far, we understand that, that everything, the entire universe was created ex nihilo out of nothing. Uh, that uh, the universe was created by Jesus. Jesus is the creator. Um, that God created everything in six days. That's recorded in the New Testament. Yep. Um, that we, mankind, are created in God's image, uh, not, not the image of an animal. Um, Adam was the first man uh, created. He was created out of dust. Um, Eve was his wife, and she was created from Adam. Um, and a serpent deceived Eve, Everyone on the planet is descended from the first man, Adam. That's, that's all a, in the New Testament. Just that's at the a lot of detail. We've looked out uh, so far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that's uh, a lot of detail already. Like even if you didn't have Genesis, you could reconstruct the entire pretty much creation account <laughs> from the New Testament. But it exactly. doesn't stop there. That's right. Let's continue on. Here in Romans five twelve. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. Wow. Now, this is huge, right? It is. Because yeah. we're, you know, the New Testament is all about the gospel, how we can be saved. Right. Right? But saved from what? Here, it's, it, the, it, the gospel is founded right in Genesis. Sin came through Adam, through, through the one man that's right. been discussed in other New Testament verses. And so, because all people go back to one man, death and sin spread to all people because we all go back to Adam. It's exactly. a, that's a, a critical concept when we think about the gospel. Exactly. Exactly. And Romans has a lot to tell uh, us about yeah, let's move what on. the Here's consequences of sin was. Romans 8, 20 to 22. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Wow. So not only does, was man uh, cursed because of, of sin, because Adam's disobedience, but the entire creation was what, what fell, right? A lot of times people, you know, we, we're talking to people about you can't add the millions of years because then you'd have death before sin. If the rock layers got laid down in the six days of creation, and we've done many shows on this, you know, but many, many Christians say, well, no, maybe there was death before sin and stuff. Right. Look what the yep. New Testament's saying. Yep. The entire creation fell at the time when Adam fell. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. and I mean, and it goes on from there that the entire creation, as we will receive our resurrection bodies, believers will receive resurrection bodies that will be incorruptible right. in heaven. The entire creation, because the creation fell with Adam, the entire creation will be restored again. Exactly. It's called the new heavens and new earth, and that's a New Testament. That's the that's the end of the gospel. That's right. I mean, we are. We, we are saved and going to heaven, and then, then the, ultimately, the whole earth is saved. That's right. Now, let's look uh, into some more details here. Romans 5, 18 and 19 says, Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. This is awesome. It's another key verse. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, this is why we can 
we can be saved. Jesus became the last Adam. There was a first Adam that brought sin and death. He became the last Adam and paid the price for yep. that. In, in the same way that Adam's sin brought death and, and eternal death and, and sin to all humans because of the last Adam, Jesus Christ's nickname, the last Adam, that through that one man, his obedience brings life. Right. Or the potential if we believe in him and repent and so on. Right. So it's a key verse. Now, what about the genealogies? Uh, the people that we see in the New Testament. Look at some of these verses here. Yeah, if we look at these. By faith, Abel offered a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he, he was commended as righteous. Right. Sometimes we talk to Christians and they say, well, well, you know, Genesis 1 to 11, it's just mythology. It's just, just symbolic and stuff like that. But here we see these people referred to as Real people, right? Real, yeah. real, real history. Real right? people. They did real things. Yep. Yeah. First John three twelve. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. And you can see here's the record of the first murder. Right? Cain kills Abel. Sin and death have come into the world at this point. And and you know two different passages here we've just looked at. These people are are. are taken as real people, legitimate, not just symbols or, or right. anything like yeah. that. It's more details about Genesis. I mean, we read those things in Genesis, obviously, about Cain and Abel and the activities between the, those two and, and, and their future. Yeah. And then you have those details referenced in these verses in the New Testament. Right. So we can learn a lot about Genesis <laughs> through the New Testament. Matthew 23, 34 and 35. Therefore I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, and some you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town, so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Barakia. Here again, from Abel all the way through, those genealogies that are recorded in the Old Testament, the New Testament writers take them very seriously. They're real people. They're real people. There's no uh, indication anywhere that, you know, you're reading along and all of a sudden it turns into po from poetic to, to reality or anything like that. So, you know, for skeptics, this is important because you have to represent the entire Bible. Yes. Uh, yep. The way it should be taken. And moving forward a little bit, we've talked about creation, the details there, uh, Cain and Abel and Adam and Eve and so on. If we move forward to the flood, what, we w what would we know about the details of the flood? Of course, uh, people argue, there's many arguments today that the... Uh, the uh, flood the, wasn't a global flood. It was just a local, it was local flood. Local, not global. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, it, it's also an analogy for the coming judgment, isn't right. it? Right. There's a coming judgment the, by fire. And it's compared to as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be you know, with the coming of the Son of Man and so on. Right. So let's look at some verses about uh, Noah's flood in the New Testament. Here in Luke 17, 26 and 27, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Wow. Jesus is pretty uh, clear here that he believes that there was a man named Noah who got on a, on a boat <laughs> and, 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 and the, the flood came and destroyed them all. Right. Yes. So he, yeah. he's taking people, this as real history. There's no hints that it, that Noah didn't really exist, and that the that the ark never really existed, and so on. Exactly. Uh, another verse here in Second Peter three five and six. For they deliberately overlook this fact that the heavens existed long ago, and that the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God, and that by means of these the world that then existed was deluged with water and then perished. Right. 
there's a key verse. Uh, it's saying that, you know, in the near the end, people are going to deny a global flood. That's what they're going to. They're flood deniers. Yeah, they're flood deniers. Yeah. But what's interesting is if you've got, um, if you're a Christian and you're saying no, 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 Noah's flood was local, then what this verse must mean is, in the end, people are going to come and they're going to deny a local flood. Nobody denies a local well, flood. Nobody. <laughs> Every time you see some some TV show where they're talking, you know, secular TV show talking about Noah's Ark, it's always, wow, you know, we've got great evidence that there was a local flood. Seculars don't deny a local flood. No, they deny a global, global flood. flood. It wouldn't make sense if Noah's flood was a local flood. No, no it doesn't make any and, sense. And so you hear things like, well, you know, but perhaps, you know, it, it, it's local. It's not referring to the whole world. Um, yeah, or, but when, or, you, when you look at actually what Greek scholars uh, are saying that, that's not actually the case, right? Yes, yeah. Lita Costner is uh, on, with our information department uh, at our U.S. office. She's a, a New Testament scholar and so on. And uh, she said this, In 2 Peter 3, 6, Peter says that the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. The word used for world is cosmos, and it points to a global scale of the flood. Right. That, that, the use of that one word, if you really look into that in context, it cannot refer to a local flood. It's right. referring to the, to the fact the that it was earth. a global flood. Yes. yes. Okay, well, let's uh, look into this a little bit more here. It says, By faith Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. Okay, so Noah's ark, it was a real boat, <laughs> uh, and, and Noah... Uh, Put it together. Yeah, and he yeah. saved he saved his family, and and uh, there's there's again no indication that this is to be taken as mythology or that right. Noah and his family didn't actually exist. And it even gives more details. It says because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Look at the details yeah, here. Yeah, the details. Eight people through the flood. The right. flood was global. Uh, Noah was a real person. What other details are there? That's 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 quite a quite a few details, isn't that's it? That's right. Most of the time, if you mention those details to to people, they'll say, "Oh yeah, that but that's in Genesis." That's in Genesis. Well, no, it's actually in you know. And, and and why is the flood so important? Well, of course, we we've talked about this so many times. The flood, those rock layers containing dead things, if they got laid down over millions of years according to the evolutionary time scale, the only place to put them is in the six days of creation because you're not going to put them after. You know, Adam and Eve came on the scene in biblical yes. history. So when Christians are saying, oh yeah, well the six days of creation that could just be millions of years and stuff, you assign those fossil layers back there. You've got death before Adam sins. A lot of people don't make that connection though. Right. But that's what you're doing. That's, if you're saying the right. six days are millions of years long, you're, you're taking the fossils, which are dead things, and there's death and disease and all kinds of stuff in there, and that would have then been there when God called his creation very good. Right. And when many Christians you know, downplay creation, uh, they, they also downplay the flood. So, because some Christians just want to say, well, creation, that was in the Old Testament. We don't really need to, to worry about that. It can mean lots of different yeah. things. But what do atheists think about uh, things like this? When, when, and that's what we convey to them. Here's uh, Richard Bozarth uh, talking about the meaning of evolution in American atheists. So he's, he's atheist publication. He says, it becomes clear now that the whole justification of Jesus' life and death is predicated on the existence of Adam and the fruit he and Eve ate. Without the original sin, who needs to be redeemed? Without Adam's fall into a life of constant sin, terminated by death, what purpose is there to Christianity?
None. What all this means is that Christianity cannot lose the Genesis account of creation. The battle must be waged for Christianity is fighting for its very life. Destroy Adam and Eve and the original sin, and in the rubble you will find the sorry remains of the Son of God. If Jesus is not the Redeemer who died for our sins, and this is what evolution means, then Christianity is nothing. I mean, that's... Uh... I mean, Talk it's, about it's, it's blasphemous. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, talk about but hit the nail on the head. Though. He hit the nail on the head. If if Genesis isn't, and he recognizes it, other atheists recognize it. If Genesis isn't true, you've got nothing. Exactly, there's, there's nothing left. Yeah, and and magazines like Christianity Today, they uh, they. They, they publish articles like the search for the historical Adam that you can see here. And, and, uh, and yet New, New Testament authors, they confirm that Genesis must be real. I mean, look at all the connections. Yeah. Uh, from Over 100 references to Genesis in the New Testament. 60 references to Gen the first 11 chapters. Yeah. New Testament refers to all 11 chapters of Genesis 1 to 11. And Jesus himself referred to Genesis 11 16 times. There's right. a lot of connection between the New and the Old Testament. That's right. So what would we know? Let's, let's go through this. If we only had the New Testament, number one, Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe and everything in it, created everything out of nothing in a period of six days. There was little time between the beginning of creation and the time man appeared because people were there from the beginning of creation. All right. We'd know that God created man in his image, that he made the first man, whose name was Adam, from the dust of the ground, right. and he made the first woman named Eve from Adam, and all of the people of the earth were descended from that man and woman. That We'd know that from the New Testament. Right. We'd also know, although Eve was deceived by the serpent, Satan, both death, physical and spiritual, came to all of mankind because of Adam's sin and rebellion against God. Not only did man fall from a state of perfection, but the whole creation was cursed as well as subject to decay. And we'd know going on from there, again from the New Testament, that this one act, the fall of man, the sin of Adam, original sin, uh, led to the condemnation of all people. Right. We're all born into sin because of Adam, because we come from Adam. And, uh, and, and that was counteracted by the last Adam, Jesus. Right. And that act made it possible for many to be saved. Not, not all are going to be saved, but many can be saved. Right. The creation will be recreated. We've got the new heavens and new earth. All of that comes from the New Testament. We'd also know from the New Testament, the genealogies recorded in Scripture record a line of descent from actual people descended from Adam. There was a global flood. We learned that in the New Testament as well. Global flood. There was eight people that survived. Noah was a real person. Uh, God will judge the entire world again as he judged at the time of Noah, uh, next time by fire, not by water in the time of Noah. So we get a lot of details, a lot of details right. about creation, Genesis, the flood, the, the, the events, the people that lived there if we just look at the New Testament. Right. A lot so, of details. So really when you say we're upholding the authority of the Word of God, that's what our ministry is about. Yes. We look at the New Testament, it backs up what we've been teaching all along. Creation Magazine Live is a production of Creation Ministries International, the publisher of Creation Magazine and the minds behind creation.com. If you want to chip in to support our ministry, go to creation.com slash donate. And thanks for listening.